Welcome to the Deliberate Creators Podcast. I am your host, Denise Simpson. Thank you, my friend, for joining me today. I have a very special episode for you, and it is on alignment and a very special framework that I designed called the Spheres of Alignment. And that's to really provide you with this elevated look at alignment and how to achieve alignment. But before we jump into the conversation, let's set a quick intention for our time together. So wherever you are, my friend, take a deep breath in and out. Make the intention to put a pause on all the mental chatter that's consuming your day. It's very important that you do take some time for your mental and spiritual well-being. As we spend time together on this episode, know that your time will not be wasted. You will receive whatever it is you are needing to hear today. To seal this intention, repeat after me. All is very well. Let's begin, my friend, because I have a great show for you today. We're talking about alignment and the spheres of alignment, which is a very special framework that I designed to help you and help my clients and students really take an elevated approach, to take a 30,000-foot view on alignment and the spheres of alignment. And we're going to get into that discussion in just a few minutes. But before we do that, I want to share with you where I learned about alignment. I learned about alignment through the teachings of Abraham by Jerry and Esther and Abraham Hicks. I was 18 years old when I discovered these teachings. I was already living in another city. I had left my hometown at 17 and was already in college. And I remembered feeling this void in my heart. It was this longing for for a closer relationship to God. I grew up as a Catholic, went to private Catholic school all of my youth, and did the sacraments of Catholicism, went to Mass twice a week, catechism every Sunday. So I was immersed in this religion. And when I left my hometown to go to college, I felt so liberated. And I really did feel like I was now on, on this new journey of, of enlightenment. I was going to school. I was going, you know, I had a part-time job and going to work every day and really, really loved how busy I was and, and really felt like an adult. And I remembered after a year of a whole lot of hustle, I discovered how lonely I truly was. And it wasn't for an intimate relationship. It was mostly a vacancy in my heart and in my soul. And in trying to figure out what was missing, I went on an exploration of my my own spiritual well-being. And as I opened myself up to alternative spiritual modalities and alternative spiritual principles, I then stumbled upon the teachings of Abraham, and specifically in a book called Ask and It Is Given. So if you don't know who Abraham Hicks, that's what they go by. If you don't know who uh, this entity is, I encourage you to do a Google search. You're going to be really, really surprised. All I ask is that you um, do this with an open mind and an open heart. So as I was learning more and more about the teachings of Abraham, I was reconnecting to my relationship with God. I was 
really rediscovering my natural state of being, which is that of a creator, which is that of love, which is that of joy. And I remembered having moments in my life, you know, in my late teens when I was 19 and even my early 20s, where I would fall back on the teachings of Abraham to help me find alignment or realignment with my highest self. And according to Abraham and the teachings of Abraham, you as a physical being is is just an extension of non-physical. And that means an extension of God or an extension of source or an extension of higher power. And so I always, you know, reverted back to that deep understanding and that deep knowing to really get me through a lot of contrasting experiences uh, in my in my late teens and early 20s. So Abraham was instrumental in really helping me rediscover my relationship with God. And so what you're going to learn about today in regards to alignment is really just just a step above that foundation work, because I've been practicing the teachings of Abraham for about 20 plus years now. And when I started to really dive into my own spiritual practice, and then you know, leading others and leading organizations and then becoming a coach, I wanted to put a framework together for my clients, for my students, and and of course, those leaders that I still serve. And that's how the spheres of alignment came to be. So my personal definition of alignment is congruence between your mind and your spirit so that you can deliberately create all of your heart's desires. I feel that you have a coin in front of you and on one side of the coin is your conscious intention. It is your mind. And on the other side of the coin is your spiritual intuition. And I feel that these are two vital elements of of who you are. And when you do find congruence between these two elements, then you, my friend, are in a a prime spot to deliberately create because you are in complete and pure alignment. And that's my personal definition of alignment. Now, again, this is very different than the teachings of Abraham or maybe any other spiritual leader or spiritual author out there. For me, alignment has very much to do with the mind and the spirit. And it's no surprise to you, I don't think, that (laughs) the mind is something very important to me. Um, You know, I just, I naturally gravitate to research. I naturally gravitate to logic and intellect. And so I have to find a balance between my mind and my spirit on a daily basis. Now, you may be the opposite. Your your inclination may be more on the spiritual side versus the, the, the mind or the conscious intention side. But what I'm proposing here is that we find alignment between these two parts of ourselves so that we can go and deliberately create these beautiful, magnificent lives. So now that you know my personal definition of alignment and how I use it on a personal level and also in my coaching practice, I want to introduce to you the spheres of alignment. So this is the framework that I created 
not only for myself because of personal experience, but for my clients and now my students inside the Deliberate Creators Club. So the spheres of alignment, if you can picture this, these are concentric circles, and they're all leading into the core circle, which is called alignment. So I want to just give you a general perspective on these spheres. I do plan to go into a little more detail as we spend more time together on this podcast. But for now, I just want to share with you and introduce to you the idea of these spheres of alignment. So like I said, this these are concentric circles. So it's a diagram, by the way. If you don't know what concentric circles are, Google that as well. It, that's a diagram that we use in business and in leadership. It really shows the, the uh, interconnectedness of these elements. It shows that, yes, they can stand independently, but for the sake of alignment, they are mutually dependent upon one another. So the outer sphere the one furthest from the core of alignment is called beliefs and models. So here in this sphere, we spend a great deal of time in because this is the foundation work. We're looking at your beliefs and we're looking at the models that you have created because of those beliefs. So first things first, what are beliefs? Beliefs are thoughts or circumstances that you believe to be true. Now these beliefs beliefs are a byproduct of your upbringing, of your childhood, of the you know behaviors and values and ideologies that you experienced as a child. And beliefs also come from life experiences. So you get to mold that as you experience contrast throughout your lifetime. Now, beliefs are typically hard to change. They are hardwired in your brain. And so here is where we spend a great deal of time, not only in my one-on-one practice, but also inside the Deliberate Creators Club, because we have to look at your beliefs, because your beliefs are directly tied to the results in your life. And so when a client comes to me and says, well, I'm super fulfilled in you know, my career and in my business, But in my intimate relationships, my goodness, it's horrible. It's agonizing. It is so painful. So when someone tells me their results in a particular area in their life, I then start challenging their beliefs and the models that they've created because of these beliefs. And models are just that. These are the models of the world. These are the models Um, that you have created because of the beliefs around intimacy or your beliefs around money or your beliefs around um, marriage or around career or around entrepreneurship. And I want to share with you a personal example here because I had uh, a really difficult time rewiring a belief system that really was hindering my 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 ability to find an intimate and loving loyal relationship so i grew up um in a family of 5 i'm one of three sisters and my mother and father were married uh for about 30 years and my dad uh which i didn't know was a serial cheater so i didn't realize this until i left home and my mom got sick my mom got sick when i was 19 and she suffered from dementia at the age of 48. And I was a 19-year-old graduating from college at that time. And I remembered she got sick very quickly. The decline, her cognitive decline was so rapid. 
And I remembered really not only questioning her, her illness, but I was also questioning my father's behaviors and a lot was coming out. Uh, you know, his behaviors were really magnified at this point. And I think because of a lot of stress that he was under because of my mom's condition, that now all the secrets spilled out. And that's when I realized because of things that I had heard from other family members and my own sisters was that, you know, dad was never faithful. Dad had many, many women uh, throughout his marriage, even before they got married. And during the marriage, while she was pregnant with us, and even to the last day, I think, <laughs> he, uh, he had girlfriends. And I remembered going, holy crap, I can't and I will not get married. And already my belief system around marriage was really rocky. It was quite unsteady, even before I left my hometown, because of the behaviors and, and really how they treated each other and what I experienced and witnessed as a daughter. And they weren't kind to each other. They were, they, were, um, they were very, very aggressive with one another. There was you know, physical abuse, emotional abuse, um, alcohol abuse. There was so much that I witnessed between these two, and they were not kind to each other. So love and respect and loyalty were not values that I witnessed or experienced And so already I had an unsteady foundation, unsteady belief system around marriage. And when mom got ill and dad's behaviors were exposed, it really cemented that in my mind that I would never get married and that I would never find someone that would not cheat on me. And this belief system was so strong in me that I remembered throughout my entire 20s, I spent a great deal of time controlling others. I spent a great deal of time manipulating men. I always needed to have the upper hand. I always searched for um, people who were not emotionally available to me. I was certain that I wasn't going to get married and definitely was not going to have children. It was why bring children into a marriage where it was, you know, it was only going to wind up with so much pain and, 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 and the husband cheating on me. So those were my beliefs and the models that I had created. The model of marriage was one of pain and was certainly not worthwhile to me. So because of those beliefs, those beliefs drove my thoughts which then drove my feelings about marriage, which then drove my behaviors, which was that of control of another human being, which was that of manipulation of a man, which was that of making sure they were emotionally unavailable to me. And the result of all that was that I was lonely and was unfulfilled in that particular area of my life. Everything else was super fulfilling. Everything else was going as planned. But that one area in my life was was a big void. And so I really had to do some deep work. And not until my early 30s did I that I finally find alignment between that and and was able to find the love of my life. And we've been married for 10 years now. So change can happen, although beliefs are really hard to change because of the hardwiring. But when you find awareness around those beliefs and those models that you've created, you can then 
find a way to change those beliefs. And so that's what we do in the sphere of beliefs and models. That's the outer sphere. Again, that's the furthest from the core of alignment. Because as we move closer and closer within those circles, we're moving closer and closer to finding alignment. So it is so appropriate to have this sphere represent the outer sphere because this, my friend, is where we do most of the work. Now let me take you to the next sphere, which is conscious intention. So we did some work in the beliefs and models sphere, right? We identified those self-limiting, self-sabotaging beliefs that are wreaking havoc in your life. You have identified your beliefs that have created your thoughts, which have created your feelings, therefore your behaviors, and then ultimately the results in your life. Here in the conscious intention sphere, this is where we do the deep work. This is where we get our hands in the clay. We have to practice discipline on a daily basis. And what I've done is I've created a self-coaching framework to help my clients and myself find conscious intention around any challenge in our lives. So this self-coaching framework came out of working with a client by the name of Sarah. And uh, Sarah is well known inside my Deliberate Creators Club because I give her so much credit for inspiring me to create this framework for her. And and if you do become a member of the Deliberate Creators Club, you'll really get to, to hear about her story and her journey as she was going through a divorce. She was questioning her marriage and questioning her existence and really wanted to uh, remove herself from, from this world and, and leave two beautiful girls behind. And so when she came to me, she had a spark of hope. And all I had to do was really fan that ember of hope and, and help her get through this really contrasting time in her life. And so what I get to do, though, now in the Deliberate Creators Club is I get to share this exact framework that I used on Sarah for us to do the daily work, for us to do the conscious intention work here. Okay, my friend, so now that I covered the conscious intention sphere, let's go a step further. We are now talking about the sphere of spiritual intuition. So spirituality starts in the mind. You know, we talked about beliefs in that first sphere. It's more than just a belief. It's faith. You see, beliefs are a byproduct of the mind, while faith is a byproduct of the spirit. So here in this sphere, I want you to take an introspective look at your spiritual principles and your spiritual practice. Now, this is so personal and individualized, and it's very sacred, I believe, because my spiritual practice may be very different than yours. Mine has been created because of years of contrast, of living through a lot of pain and a lot of suffering. Um, not only in experiencing my mother and father's death, but also my own hardships, the things that I've created in my life unintentionally. It also stems from my upbringing in Catholicism. For me, mysticism is, is not foreign. And the reason why is because there's a lot of allegory in the Bible and in the scriptures. And so I remembered really having to dig deep into my creative visualization. I really had to have faith that what was written in the Bible was true. So for me, mysticism is just part of my spiritual practice. 
And in my spiritual practice, I do combine prayer with meditation. I combine a lot of, you know, my upbringing in the Catholic Church with my personal spiritual relationship with God. So I may not practice Catholicism, but I'm certainly uh, someone who is uh, who has a strong spiritual intuition. So all I ask of you right here in this sphere is to look within and to look at your principles and your ideologies and your spiritual practice. What does it look like? Is it fulfilling? Does it bring you peace and tranquility? And if not, let's look at what we we can add into your practice. So here, I'm not telling you that you're doing it wrong or that you should be doing it a certain way. That is not my intention here. My intention here is to really help you enhance and cultivate your spiritual practice. That's all we do right here in this sphere. So this is the least amount of work that you need to do. Because remember, the last two spheres that you just went through were a lot of work. This one here, my friend, should be very easy and effortless. It's really just taking a deeper look within. Okay, my friend, we're done with the spiritual intuition sphere. Let's now turn our attention to the core of the matter alignment. We have now reached this state of being. And as I shared with you early on, my personal definition of alignment is finding congruence between your mind and your spirit so that you can deliberately create anything your heart desires. Now, it's not only about using alignment to manifest your coveted physical possessions. Listen, I know this very well because I am a spiritual girl living in a material world. (laughs) So all that is wonderful. But there's so much more to alignment and, and to manifesting your heart's desires. We're looking at creating meaningful, magnificent lives. It really means finding your divine calling and your divine purpose. It means manifesting a loving, loyal, faithful partner or spouse. It means creating healthy and enriching friendships. You know, it really means finding a vocation that fills your heart with so, so much joy. Remember, finding alignment is really finding congruence between your mind and your spirit. So I want to end our time here together with a quick recap because I could talk on and on about alignment, but I won't do that to you here. Again, this was just for the purpose of sharing with you the spheres of alignment and how we ultimately want to reach the core, which is alignment. But if you want to hear more about alignment, you got to go join the club, the Deliberate Creators Club. There is where we put our hands in the clay. We get to molding the clay for ourselves. And we get to use these spheres of alignment and many other tools to become deliberate creators. So again, the quick recap is the spheres of alignment. It is my framework. It is what I created for my clients and for myself to take a higher elevated view of alignment. And ultimately, the definition of alignment is to find congruence between that mind and your spirit. We had that outer sphere, which is the furthest from the from the core of alignment. It's called beliefs and models. This is the sphere where we spend the most time in. We really get to challenge our beliefs, especially those that are hindering and impeding our success and all of our manifestations. We then 
turn inward and we look at our conscious intention and that is the sphere where we do the daily discipline. We look closer at our thoughts, at our feelings, at our behaviors and the results that we've been creating in our lives. And we really, really practice mental and emotional regulation in that sphere. We then turn our attention to the spiritual intuition sphere. Not a lot of work to do in this sphere. This is the place where you need to take a deeper reflection on your current spiritual practice and see what needs need to be met in this area. And then we reach the core, my friend, and that is alignment. I hope that this resonates with your heart. This diagram, this framework that I created for my clients and and my students and now for myself, I get to use this every day again to take that 30,000 foot view of alignment and the direction that I'm headed. And I will make sure that you have some more information regarding the spheres of alignment in the show notes. So take a look at that before you uh, say goodbye to me today. (laughs) Well, that's all I have for you, my friend. Thank you again for your time, your energy, and your attention. And I will see you on our next episode. Take good care. that we can continue this conversation over there. Thank you all so very much. I'll see you on the next episode of the Deliberate Creators Podcast.